Thank you for listening. Um, before we get into this episode, I did want to say a couple things. This is a little bit late this week because I had the rare opportunity to get to spend time with my friend, Avril. She's in town just for a minute, taking care of her sister after surgery. And I really wanted everybody to hear her story or at least this portion of her story. And we just could not find a time because she is here for a very specific reason, and that is caring for her sister. And the only time that we had was this morning at 7.30 a.m. She generously got up early. I went to her and we recorded this. So our voices are very (laughs) not warmed up. So you can hear a lot of clearing of throats and uh, because it pretty much was my first conversation and I'm guessing her first real conversation of the day. But she is so generous with who she is, her vulnerability, her story and what she's gone through. I hope you enjoy it. Please send love her way and thank you for listening. Another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fadel, and my friend, Avril. We are in Portland, Oregon, on the unceded territory of the Multnomah, Wasco, Cowlitz, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, and Malala, and many other tribes who made their homes in this area and along the Columbia River. We don't just do a land acknowledgement. We look for ways to support, uplift, make reconciliation, make restitution in the things that we do and the ways that we live. I'm here with my longtime friend, <laughs> longtime listener, longtime friend, uh, Avril Swihart. And we were in a conversation the other day. Because she is visiting, taking care of her sister after surgery. And the thing about us that I'm realizing is not that common due to other conversations is we go deep, fast. All the, all the um, Glennon girls do. Mm-hmm. Molly, her Avril sister, was on this podcast. She's been on a couple times, I think. And... Those are the kind of friends that I tend to draw to myself or I'm drawn to are people that want to talk about feelings Mm -hmm. because one of the blessings or benefits of friends that do that is we are learning from each other and we, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better definition, are setting each other free. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we were in a conversation, just catching up, and Avril had started talking about the, let's call it a year, 
<laughs> couple years of really painful life altering situations mm-hmm. and one of the things that you said was you had found yourself again mm-hmm. so we are going to get into I don't know if we're going to solve anything about <laughs> how to find ourselves again, but we're all trying to find ourselves in some mm-hmm. way. The tr- the reality, mm-hmm. the the in the core of who we are, down at the very center, original part of us, mm-hmm. who we are. We're trying to find that all the time. Yeah. For some, it's easier because they have less things that have put on, been put on them and for some of us it's quite difficult mm-hmm. but before we get into that I want Avril to say a little bit about where she lives who she is what she's about and then we'll go from there how's that sound sounds great okay awesome hi um I I'm a New York girl living in the middle of the Saskatchewan prairies in Canada. I married a farm boy and um, I'm a bit of a mermaid in a dry land. (laughs) So true. Uh, And I have four kiddos, ages 15 to 8. So that has been a large majority of my time for the last... 15 years it's been (laughs) let's call it 15 plus yeah 15 plus (laughs) exactly and um yeah I am a EA at the local school which is a lot of fun I love working in with I love people I'm Mm. a people person totally and um yeah and we farm so that's that's kind of my life not anything overly no, that's what this podcast is about. Oh, Normal really? people yeah. doing extraordinary things, mm-hmm. often not believing that it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But my philosophy, or at least the philosophy I'm trying to believe in <laughs> for myself, it's easier to believe for you than for myself, I know, is that the very fact that we are still alive, mm-hmm. and not just alive and, and functioning, but alive and caring. Yes. And still finding passion and yes. connection is like extraordinary and yep. worth celebrating. Yep. So that's what this podcast is about. Yes. Um, so I wanted you to tell like, because I know a little bit about what what you've been going through. But mm-hmm. so I have been to Avril and Russ's farm. And when she says in the middle of nowhere on the prairie, she is not lying. <laughs> um, the town, if you can call it a town, mm-hmm. is very small. One grocery store mm-hmm. slash Minute Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to find fresh in the winter, hard to find fresh produce because they have to bring it in from somewhere else. I mean, they're... They're doing the best they can. Yep. This is no judgment on that store. No. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Like, I grew up in a very small town. Not really bigger than your town, but mm-hmm. we're so close to cities that yep. I could get to a city in 15 minutes. So it's not the same. Yes. So a little story is we went to celebrate Christmas. We brought 
Avril's sister, Molly, we drove the 19 hours? Mm-hmm. 14 to 19, depending yeah, it on... It was not 14. <laughs> With Molly driving, it's 14. Yeah, we traded. <laughs> the rest we, of we us. We traded. <laughs> we traded some, some, uh, some driving. I let yeah. Molly drive, let's just be honest. Uh, and... We did Christmas out there. It gets so cold that your nose hairs freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't really anything to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to maintain what you have and yep. keep it, you know, working. But this will give an illustration about how um, isolated it, it is and can be. I mean, they have neighbors, but the neighbors are... When's your closest neighbor? A mile? Half a mile. Half yep. a mile. So, <clears throat> Todd is going to get gas mm-hmm. in a four by four. Yep. And he's got Russ's like winter onesie on and my son Zion is on the back. They're all bundled up through the snow to go get gas. They get lost, end up stopping at somebody's farm that they think is the farm they're supposed to go to and trying to get gas. So basically stealing gas from somebody else. And making it back anyway. That's how that's how isolated it is. Yes. There are still abandoned houses out there, which yep. I totally love and geek out on. But that gives you an idea of winter is a slow time, mm-hmm. and then everything else is like go go go. Yeah, like yep. being fire hosed. Yep, yep. And you <clears throat> need the winter to rest. Yes. So. You also live near your in-laws. Yes. So on the farm, there is a the family house, and then there's another little house that has um, Avril's uh, mother and father-in-law, mm-hmm. and they've lived, you've lived like that since the beginning, right? 14 years now. Yeah. Yep. And um, Betty is Avril's mother-in-law, who I've met and mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. She's a potter. And just a caring, compassionate, vibrant woman who mm-hmm. even, was it six years ago, I went and did the journaling there, mm-hmm. and Betty just full on engaged. And I yep. don't know very many women in there. She was in her 60s at the she time. She was in her 70s. 70s. I know. That just are like, well, let's do this intensive journaling. <laughs> Maybe I haven't looked at this stuff yeah. quite Quite as much as I could have or whatever. But she she went for it. Yep. It was amazing. So I just want to give a little bit of perspective. It's yep. very... You are interdependent. You need each yes. other. And also, you... She's not just your mother-in-law. No. She's she's my friend. I, yeah. I literally... I, that's what I always said to people. It's I... I won the jackpot when it came to mother-in-laws and I said I don't consider her my mother-in-law I consider her my friend and she has she has always been that to me and uh she's just an exceptional human being I'm pretty sure everyone who meets Betty loves Betty she's just um creative and generous and kind Mm. and curious and not rigid she has always been a lifelong learner she's willing to question and learn more and I have loved that about her and um she really in a place where um 
especially I feel like the women in the culture where I live are expected to haul and and do and be really everything it's yeah and she just absolutely gave space to me to be my little (laughs) flighty you know like she she just really encouraged and loved me as I was not expecting me to be um living up to some unrealistic standard that I could not have lived up to if I had tried so yeah 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 she is She's an amazing woman. She is. So it's also interesting, like, even if you love somebody's mother mm-hmm. that you're married to and you like them, mm-hmm. living next to somebody, though, like, mm-hmm. it's amazing that you were able to have a friendship yeah. in that kind of closeness. Yeah. Is that, like... I don't know if Molly and I would be friends still. <laughs> yes. Like right no, next it, to me. it is really, I, it was a fine dance and I really <clears throat> feel like my, my in-laws were so, um, incredibly kind. They did not show up on our doorstep all the time, but they welcomed our kids into their home. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, when my kids, my older kids would get on the bus for school, my younger kids would be like, I'm going over to have breakfast with grandma and grandpa. You know, like I, I always looked at my kids. I'm like, you are the luckiest kids in the world because they had um, just a really kind set of grandma and grandpa who mm-hmm. would play, you know, go fish with them and make them. My my youngest, when he was two, we were, this always makes me giggle, he, he always told everybody his grandma was his best friend, and, uh, <laughs> and we were grocery shopping one day, and usually when kids are with you and you're in the cereal aisle, it's like, can we get Lucky Charms? Can we yeah. get, you know, Fruit Loops? And my two-year-old was like, can we get Fiber One? <laughs> and, and I was I like... I gotta stay regular. <laughs> and I was like, and? you have breakfast with grandma and grandpa a lot and he just absolutely still to this day loves fiber one and yogurt he's like mm. <laughs> so good yeah so it's yeah. the memories yeah it is it is that's yeah. cute yeah yeah betty taught me to um well loosely taught me to cross-country ski yes and then she was like do you need me to like go with you back over to the main house we can call it the main house but mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then I promptly fell mm. after she went in the house yep. in the driveway and couldn't get back up uh-huh. because if I didn't yes. know how to get up off skis. I'd never been on skis. So yep. I was like, I'm going to die out here. <laughs> I ended up getting up. Yes. Learn how to take help, Angie. Learn how to take help. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's taught me many, many things. She taught me how to do pottery. She mm. taught me how to cook how to I don't know she's just garden she's taking me under her wing in so many ways and what I was curious about she absolutely fostered and supported which I'm so thankful for yeah that's that's rare even in a friend not that doesn't make people bad it's just it's a gift that somebody has that is a rare gift to like get excited about Ooh, you're interested in that let's check it out let's figure if it's out if it's doable yes if it is we're gonna make it work yep so that that brings me to present day Mm -hmm. and what I want to talk about Mm -hmm. I would 
and please mm-hmm. correct me if this is wrong, mm-hmm. but I would say you had a serious unraveling. Mm-hmm. Mainly, or some of it due to what's happening with Betty. Yeah. And then you... So I want you to talk about the unraveling and where you're at now. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you are alone in mm-hmm. this unraveling. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sugarcoat anything, but mm-hmm. I think some of unraveling is probably good. It yep. needs to happen. Yep, absolutely. So can you talk about that? Yeah. And I appreciate your vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. I know it's hard and not hard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's both. It's both. It's the... Um, about, I'd say it was about three and a half, four years ago, I started noticing, um, Betty struggling with remembering things and, um, she was really, really kind of stressed about it all. And I, her mother had, had, uh, Alzheimer's. So I think in the back of her mind, she was always worried that that would be her and, so at first, you know, her and I would be on walks and we'd be talking about something and she just couldn't remember something. And I'd just say, it's okay. Everybody gets tired. You know, you just yeah. go through the, and then I started recognizing something was, was shifting. And so, um, I mentioned it to my husband and his sister who also lives <clears throat> locally. And, and we all started to recognize things were were changing and shifting and then um a couple two years ago I'd say she all of a sudden just couldn't tie her shoes one day she woke up and couldn't tie her shoes and um Betty being who she is she is uh, like she took up running at 75 like I don't know how to just like she's just like one of those she's like one of those people who's like maybe not Betty you know like just like she sets her mind to something and just works like yeah. Tirelessly at at figuring it out. Yeah. And so we watched her for months try and figure out how to tie her shoes. She watched YouTube videos. She spent hours in her day just trying to figure out how to tie her shoes. And finally one day my husband just looked at her and said, "Mom, let's get you some shoes without laces." You know, like let's Yeah. Let's let's cuz it was it was just achingly just to to watch someone who when she determined yeah. to do something she did it and yeah. it was like this was not coming and uh <clears throat> we i think it was maybe a year and a half ago figured out got a diagnosis that she had vascular dementia which is actually not the same as dementia because it's it's your you're having mini strokes in your your brain oh. so your brain is Actually, parts of it are dying because of these mini strokes. So we figured out she had had wow. all of these mini strokes. So parts of her brain were dying. And it was so painful to watch her have to process that. And it was like you had to give her space to process her yeah. diagnose. You know, like it was like... You want to encourage, you want to, mm-hmm. you know, say it's going to be okay. But really getting that kind of diagnosis is like, 
where do I go from here? You know that it's yeah, it's, it's not coming back. There's nothing you can do to make that come back. So I know this is just for my own curiosity. Yeah. Did they put her on medication that would stop those strokes? Or are they still happening? Um, that's a very good question. Because <laughs> I don't know how it works. <clears throat> they did not put her on medication. Um, she was already on blood pressure. Okay. Medication. It's is it just like it's gonna happen and yeah it's it's and I think because we found it too late mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I yeah. think that if you catch it early I think that there are things and there are medications even catch it? I know well and that was the thing it doesn't it doesn't show like a normal stroke yeah. would right um so yeah so it's and it's an interesting disease where the person will just ride along for a very long time at a certain level and then all of a sudden they have a significant drop and you so just... that was like the shoes probably yep yeah wow. yep so and then she also is a fiddle player um oh, I yeah she's so she's a musician she loves piano you know fiddle um and she kept it was really interesting her orientation was absolutely flipped 180 Whoa. so <clears throat> she would go to play her fiddle and it was always upside down Interesting. it was just it was just so the brain is like reorienting it's it's crazy it's just it so it was really yeah it was really heartbreaking i'm going to be honest it was heartbreaking to watch mm-hmm. her go away little by little yeah. here you know and um yeah, I um sorry. I I was trying to process I've never lost someone major in my life and all of a sudden I was looking at this cornerstone for my adult life and mm-hmm. just wondering how how to do this, how to do this graciously, yeah. how to yeah. um yeah, support her. And she was a heart person always mm-hmm. like her and I, we walked together almost every day and would just, she was such an incredible sounding board for me. Uh, just a place of wisdom and, mm-hmm. and support and encouragement. It was just like, um, we would go out and I would be kind of cloudy inside and I would work it all out cause I'm a verbal processor and, and come back just feeling like clear skies again, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to to head back into life. And all of a sudden it was like there was huge gaps and yeah. we just didn't converse as easily and freely. And um, so I would say probably for about the last three years, I've been slowly saying goodbye to my friend um, and grieving that, you yeah. know, she... She's still, you know, just hilarious and lovely, but she's she's not the same Betty who, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was an, it's just like an achingly, I don't know, especially with yeah. someone so incredible, like to watch yeah. them just slowly go away. It was just like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just, Probably you don't want harder. that for anyone, no. but you know, it just was like. Well, maybe harder than. Some, I, you know, there, people going away is painful. Yes. But when you're watching somebody, you're losing them, but they're also losing themselves. Yes. 
So if you had a choice, you'd be like, okay, I will lose you if you don't have to lose yourself. Yes. But watching somebody, they're cognizant that they're losing themselves. Yes, absolutely. That's the pain. That's a fucking painful part because you're like, if you just forget who you are, that's painful. Yes. But I'm having to deal with that pain. Yep. But watching somebody wrestle with the idea yes. that it's not about the fucking shoes. Nope. It's about her. Yep. That's a symbol of yep. who she isn't anymore. Yes. And watching that, <clears throat> that's just torture. Yep. And then your, I think the, the thing that compounds it, I would say, as somebody that's a parent, is you don't. You're not just managing your own grief. You're mm-hmm. managing the grief of your children. Yes. And it's ongoing. They're watching also their best friend yep. and their grandma yep. slowly disappear. Yep. And she's also there. Yes. And, you know, it's like what you and I used to talk about where you're in therapy. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out. You have a complicated childhood. We won't get into that. Yeah. <clears throat> but you're trying to figure out how to parent yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got four children yep. who need you to show up and parent them. Yep. And you are very aware mm-hmm. that you don't want to do it in the way yes. that was done to you. And also not like the extreme opposite. Yes. <clears throat> and it's so hard to like, okay, I'm looking at my child self. Okay, yes. now I've got to like. Oh, that was really painful, but I've got to put that under the bed right now yep. so I can show up for my kids and yep. be emotionally present. Exactly. But you're having to do that because you're still doing that work. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you're having to do that while Betty's going through this. Yes. Not to mention family dynamics. Yep. So do you want to talk about that? Like, yeah. did that contribute to you just feeling... I'm guessing it was overwhelmed, powerless. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... I think it made me face a lot of the um, uncontrollable thing. Like, we we know that there's so many factors in our life that are uncontrollable. I think um, I tried to really lean into gratitude for what we had had mm-hmm. um to to hold that in my memory as i also watched what we had had go away it was like it was this really fine dance between mm-hmm. the two and there were days where i would go and see her and just spend you know like an hour with her and um she went from being this just i don't know like a peaceful presence a quiet soul who would speak from her heart but it was never like overly she wasn't a super super chatty she loved to visit but it wasn't does that i don't know how to explain that and i remember one day it was so so i went over to spend some time with her uh because it got to the place where she couldn't be alone she needed someone with her always she was stopping like she couldn't recognize where our driveway was she it was like little little things were going away that could harm her absolutely and uh I was there and she did not stop talking the entire time I was there and 
it was an hour of time, which normally would go by in yeah. a blink for me. Yeah. <laughs> and my father-in-law got back from his wood shop and I, you know, said my goodbyes and headed home and I just sobbed. Yeah. Home on my way home, you know, I just sobbed yeah. because I was just like a, I hate that I'm so exhausted after spending yeah. time with her. Like, I felt like... Do you my, feel guilty about Oh, that? so guilty. So <laughs> guilty. Because the woman had walked through so many seasons of life with me and just yeah. been a true friend through yeah. and through, you know. And I just wanted to do her justice. I wanted to honor who she was and love her well through this saying goodbye, you know, and I think, um, I recognized at one point it was last autumn. She just really had a huge drop between July and September. And then September to November were, was just probably the hardest, hardest months I've ever been through in my life. Um, and I recognized I didn't have the strength to be the person in that time. Um, who was the major support. I just Mm -hmm. didn't have it. I was really, really struggling. I hit a real low in September and realized, like, I've got to be careful. I have four kids I need to raise. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing well. I really need to just make better decisions for myself. And I looked at my husband and I just said, I can't be the person right now. I had always kind of been... um, more of the emotional caretaker in our family. And yeah. I just realized I, I, if I tried to do that, I was going to, something was going to break and it was probably going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I chose um, myself in that time and backed up. And it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Hardest decisions because I had that identity in being mm-hmm. the emotional caretaker. Yeah. Um, but my husband... I think up until that point had been able to distance himself from Mm -hmm. it all because I was there in the midst of it. And I watched him step in and just love his parents so well and also start the grieving process for Mm -hmm. himself. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, so this is what happens when you step out of the way. (laughs) You know, like I was like, Oh, duh. I should have done this a long time ago. But, you know, every morning he got up and went over and spent the morning with his parents. And then every night he would go over and, you know, help his dad crush up her pills and put it in ice cream and feed her Mm -hmm. her medication at night. I know. (laughs) And and I just was like, I I watched something shift in him that was really Mm -hmm. lovely. And he would take our oldest daughter with him every night and. It was a really precious, precious gift the yeah. the two of them had just being there with them. And I'm so thankful. I also felt so guilty, even yeah. though I knew it was the right yeah. decision. I felt really less than and like I'd failed and, you know, yeah. all the all the good things you can go through. And yeah. um, but recognizing that was what I needed to do, because once again, yeah. You had to save yourself. I did. And January hit and I had another major crash. And I'm like, I just kind of got to a place where I realized like the way that I'm living is not sustainable. It's yeah. just not sustainable. And um, and unfortunately, the more the need grew, mm-hmm. it was like the less I had. And it just, yeah. it felt like 
a constant failure in my head, you know? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, and we're not going to talk bad about anybody. Yeah. I do want to explore just a little bit about how, because I think this is the complicated thing Mm -hmm. about being a human. Yes. So there is a, a piece where one, I believe you listen, I believed you listened to your inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about that a little bit on here. Mm -hmm. Um, The inner wisdom has our highest, has our, our best and our highest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever shame. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's not, it's not that. And it asks us to do really fucking hard things. Yes. And and so that's when I'm like, Avril got to the core mm-hmm. and listened to inner wisdom, which was probably the whole time I'm scratching Avril's leg going, <laughs> Avril, we need to take a break. Yep. So there's that piece, which I think is huge when we get to that place. The hope is that we can build a container that isn't so vast and wide that we can get to that place mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. but we get to the place sooner. But the, I, I do, if, at some point, if we have time at the end, I, if you want to talk about that, I'd love that. I do want to say, have you talk about when we make a choice that is healthy and right for ourselves, mm-hmm. that is inner wisdom mm-hmm. people don't necessarily like it because I think there's this idea in us that's like I'm gonna make this choice it's the right choice yep they're gonna they're gonna have to deal with it but really what we mean is they're gonna be fine with it yeah and I know that you got pushback yeah so you it really has it makes you fight a little bit harder for yourself yes so can you like I don't, we're not talking bad about people. We're just talking reality. Yeah. Was that a factor? Yes. And how did you still listen? I think that I, um, because I've always been a people pleaser. That's a huge, huge thing. I always want. I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) I know. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about here, Angie. Um, Love me. Please, please love me. We're just, both twos on the Enneagram. Me happy. Um, <laughs> but really, I just don't want you to hurt me. <laughs> I know, literally, literally. I think um, when I made that decision, I was very clear about it mm. wh- while looking for yeah. affirmation from yeah. the people around me that I was still okay, still accepted, still loved. And... Um, and I think some of it is, you know, my my two-ness reading things. But I had uh, a situation where... Somebody didn't like the choice. Not at all. And this let, wasn't for us. And let me know directly <laughs> yeah. that it was time for me to step up. And I was going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at them and said, I can't. I was honest. I just... And it was just like in that moment, I was like, okay... I I have to I have to choose what is the best so that I mm-hmm. can survive and get through this and 
recognize that all the other people in this situation were adults too Mm -hmm. and that it was not my responsibility to carry everyone through yeah and that it was going to be hard it was going to be hard on all of us but I wasn't going to be the fixer in this situation and it was very hard did you just have to let it be uncomfortable for a really long time yes which too Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Because uncomfortable means you don't love me anymore. Yes, At exactly. least to me, I'm like, you don't love me. Yep. And I felt like I couldn't... I felt really alone, I'll be honest. It really was so hard because... Um, I didn't want to talk about it to my sisters because I knew my sisters would be on my side and I didn't want it to no, be I'm a totally side thing side. I know <laughs> I know and I just like so I, it was like yeah. all my safe places where yeah. I would I didn't want to talk to my, my husband about gone. it Betty's gone I just I didn't have um place that I could like process it without it being a judgment on this person yeah. and it was so hard I felt so alone and and also, I think because as a two, you're always working yeah. to help and support and love other people. That's yeah. kind of... That's our jam. The, 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 <laughs> the thing we live for. And knowing that I had been there and loved and supported this person through really, really dark seasons. Yeah. And I I was hoping for kindness in yeah. this season. And they weren't, reciprocation. they weren't able to give it. Yeah. And weren't able to see where I was. For the pain that they were journeying through. And it was really achingly hard. It was achingly hard. And so it was like grief upon grief, right? Like it's that. I think that is really how grief is. And then we're surprised by it because we haven't been able, allowed, let me say, allowed to feel our feelings when they were there. Yep. So then when bad things happen or hard things happen, they're happening on top of each other. Yes. Like now, like you're... Not only you're also in a fucking pandemic. I know and you're losing your best friend and yep. your mother-in-law. Yep. And grandma. Yep. And you're you're losing yourself. Yep. So you have to stand up for yourself, which is very hard. Yep. And you're not getting the support. Yep. And that sucks because that is on that person and at the same time you're also able to go and they're they're yep. in a crisis. Yep. Also, they're in their own pain. And I think this is really good. I'm sure there are twos listening. Because there's something I heard, and it's yes and. Mm -hmm. It's like we, as twos, love loving. Mm -hmm. And it's not always pure, and it's not always without strings. Nope. I'm really trying. Same. Same. (laughs) And... At the same time, that love and support that you gave, and I've done this too, created a vacuum Mm -hmm. when you stepped away Mm -hmm. because nobody else had to do their work. Mm -hmm. Like, even Russ, who was one of the best men I know. Yep. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. I'm sure he wasn't even thinking about it. But you stepping up prevented other people from feeling... Their feelings. Yep. And experiencing their grief. Yep. And getting to have a memory with their mother yes. and their father yep. that they won't have another option for or Exactly. Chance. And your oldest. And you stepping away created like 
a huge vacuum. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting too because it has to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad it didn't take you out for it to happen. Yes. Very close. Yes. Because we hold on very tenaciously. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is, it is, it's not just, it is born of love and other complicated things. Absolutely. But it is, you love Betty and Mm -hmm. you want to show up for Betty in the same way or better than she showed up for you if you can. And you love her. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's preventing everybody else from doing the work that they need to do. Yep. Life is complicated. Yep. So I, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Because I don't want to lose you. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do the best and right thing. I mean, you're the person that taught me about... And now fucking everybody uses the whole airplane mask thing. (laughs) Put your mask on yourself first. Yes. Avril was the one that told me that. She didn't invent it. Nope. But whatever. And it's so hard to put the mask on. It is. It's even though you can say it to everyone till you're blue in the face when it comes to yourself, you're like, uh you struggle. You struggle. It's like Am I being selfish? Am I thinking you know, whatever. Well and you bring into it, like I'm sure the other people involved are bringing into it their own inner critic, their Mm -hmm. own shame cycle, the things that they don't want to look at. Which you're look you're also struggling with. Yeah. But yours, your things are showing up in you breaking yourself down for it. Yep. And theirs are showing up in not showing up. Mm-hmm. And neither are right. Yep. So once you pulled away, mm-hmm. what, like, where are you now? What, what has been the journey from that? Mm-hmm. Like, because you said, and I loved it because I always say, to the kids, remember who you are. Yeah. And that's what struck me, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, is you yeah. said, I'm finally remembering myself. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's so good. Because, I, yeah. like I said at the beginning, I feel like we're constantly trying to remember ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And I, I feel like um, this this last almost year now has been me stepping back into the truest of who I was made to be, if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. I, um, about a year ago, uh, took over for our janitor at our school. She had to get surgery. So I filled in for her at the school for six weeks. And um, it was the first time in a long time where I had been in a daily work situation. And I was so alive. I was like, who knew being a, being a janitor at a school could be so life-giving. But it was really wonderful because there I was able to just support and love people. And um, I got to know the, the staff at our school. I got to know more of the kids. It was just like really, really lovely. And I was like, oh, okay. I think I need, you know, I need some mm-hmm. of this. So it was like I started just recognizing what I was needing mentally emotionally physically and engaging those areas where it was like I don't know if I've got it you know it's always that like 
am I strong enough? You know, yeah. you question. Um, and physically also at the same time, I was, I felt like I was decrepit and old. Like mm. I remember talking with a friend and I said, I feel like I'm in my eighties. Like I just feel so exhausted, so achy, so yeah. out of it. And yeah. And, uh, so I just decided, am I going to continue? Because obviously what I'm doing right now isn't life sustaining, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not going to be a good long-term picture for me or am I going to make some shifts and changes? So it was like, I felt like that decision to not step in and be the emotional caretaker was the first step in mm-hmm. choosing myself again. Yeah. And, um, so I just started doing that in different areas, but I had to take it a step at a time, right? Like, yeah. because it's like, none of us has the energy to just go, well, my life needs a change and here we go. <laughs> Zing tomorrow. I'm doing it all, you know? So it was like little by little, you know, just started getting out and walking again. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh wow. Fresh air does so much for my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just little things, just yeah. shifting little, little areas. And so it's just been, literally a daily choice of like I'm going to care and nurture who I am I'm going to feed myself well I'm going to care for my body and and try and strengthen it again you know I am I'm going to challenge my mind I'm it's just like little things but it literally was like months at a time to take each of those steps right like I just recognized and I, I said to a friend recently I'm like isn't it crazy how kindness (laughs) kindness actually works and I think um my harsh inner critic is such an asshole and Mm -hmm. really has has been so brutal to me for years and years and years and all of a sudden I was just choosing to befriend myself again Mm -hmm. and lean into kindness and not in a way that was like enabling but just like just kindness right and even kindness in like correcting yourself and being like you know what no, you can do that. You know, like yeah. it was, a, it was just a little step by step, but, um, I've got many steps to go, but I really feel like as I look back at this year, I'm like, oh man, wow, I've come so far when I, you know, circle back around mm-hmm. to where I was a year ago, stepping into this job, which was eight hours a day on your feet, go, go, Ooh. go. And it was, exhausting and I came yeah. home at night and I was like oh, I've got nothing people should be nice to their janitors oh my gosh janitors work their hineys off yeah and thank goodness you know I actually felt a sense of purpose though too because it was in the midst of COVID so mm-hmm. it was like lots protocol. of extra yeah. protocol exactly and I was like you know what I'm keeping people safe so yeah. every time I would like wipe down a yeah. you know a handle or a switch, I was like, I'm keeping people safe. It just felt like really good. I was like Choose real Jen. real <laughs> real sense of purpose in that. Um but yeah, so I, I really felt uh, a sense of place in mm. in our school too, which really was lovely and um my my um the principal of the school was just so unbelievably encouraging and lovely and I really felt seen by her and valued Mm. which was which wow isn't that amazing being valued by people but should be normal I know and it it was just like the atmosphere in our school was so life-giving and I was like Mm. I want to be a part of this like I want to be a life-giving part of this you know and um so yeah so it just kind of like little by little shifted and then this this job opportunity came up this year to to be an EA so I'm there and get to be 
in the school every day helping kiddos and reading to kiddos and I love it you are very good at reading aloud yeah I love reading aloud (laughs) but yeah so it's it's been amazing um at the same time it's like a shift in my in-laws life we oh yeah I wanted you to tell people where they're at we made the decision um as a whole family uh in April or May we actually moved Betty in in May into a home uh that was just the closest actually home to us but the facility is phenomenal um and it was an aching decision, yeah. Yeah. you know, because it feels like a sense of like, am I abandoning them? Yeah. Am I giving up on them? And here I am, you know, six months, five, five, six months into it. And just, I can't be happier for how this has been, you know. Uh, my father-in-law has uh, an apartment just down the street from the home and he gets up every morning and goes and wakes my mother-in-law up and gets her breakfast and then spends the day with her. I'm like, what are they doing? I know. <laughs> I know. And then... Uh, Reading he, the paper. <laughs> yeah, they just... They're so cute. They nap together and just like... <laughs> that's so that's just... Cute. And it's crazy because my father-in-law has always been a... What am I doing? I got, yeah. You know, got to be working yeah, kind of farm. a guy. And so we were all like, oh gosh, this house is going to work. Yeah. And... Um, he, he was probably really tired, too. Yeah, and he looked at us. I was down there at one point, and he just looked at me, and he said, I really, I miss you guys. I miss the kids. He said, but I am exactly where I need to be. And yeah. I was just like, oh. So watching the depth, and we've been through so much in those five, six months, but that's a whole nother story. But watching the depth of who he is show through mm-hmm. has been just beautiful to witness yeah you know because betty probably did a little of what you did yes absolutely people don't because she carried so much yep seemingly effortlessly yeah that he didn't really have to show up emotionally yep and now he he gets to yep and that's really beautiful because i would have never thought that i mean i knew they loved each other but i would not have thought that that would have been something that he would have been able to do and let me clarify like yeah not be on the farm yeah I think that that's a piece that I because he was like into stuff I know and, and Russ didn't really need him to be into stuff yeah. doing stuff but yeah. he was oh yeah no, he was well and I mean really he was a, such a help and I mean that was it was interesting because I think putting Betty um into this home was a huge thing but it was actually russ's dad going down there that was the huge shift for russ well because russ had a partner yep and he always had that sounding board he always Mm -hmm. had that voice of wisdom and understanding like it was like all of a sudden it was like that was a new grief for him to deal with so so it's been it's been a huge huge shift for all of us you know it has um, I'm still kind of helping each of my children process through this because they went from having like really yeah. very present grandparents in their life to having, you know, yeah. it's just so different. They're there, but they're, you know, Betty's not like she was and then they're not physically there and yep. they've had access to them 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful. <clears throat> this is one thing I'm just so thankful for. I asked her to teach 
teach me her family recipes. Mm. And she did it with my kids. Like, we just had certain things that we did within each season together. And so it was like, grandma was there, and my kids got to work alongside their grandma and learn how to make different things. Yeah. And I just feel like that was such a legacy builder. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, it is, and it's stuff that you don't think of, you know what I mean? No, but you, they will. Yes, and I am so thankful because now those things are gone. Yeah. You know, like she I'll, doesn't remember. No, that. she doesn't. I'll say to her, she'll say, "Oh, you know, this is great," or you know, and I'll be like, "Thank you, you taught me." And she's like, "Oh, Aww. you know," and it's just like it's. I'm so thankful for those yeah. times where I chose that without even like necessarily recognizing. You weren't like I'm, I'm gonna build. I am going to yeah exactly. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, you know, like I just yeah yeah. Well, she's there, and yeah. you and she is that way. Yes. You know, so you get to do that and mm-hmm. you get to to make meaningful experiences, which your children will definitely remember. Yes. Which is, which is beautiful because not everybody gets that. And yep. you know that because your yep. parents are yep. not that. Yep. They're a lot like my, my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Is there like one thing like that? A takeaway or a nugget that you would say um, got you through or that you hold on to or, you know, you're like, do this. or yeah. I, th- I think, um, I think one thing that's been kind of coming back to me is like, because the truth is we want to remember who we are, but we've been through so much that we are like coming back to who we are doesn't look the same but there yeah. is like that there's like that song that is who we are right and mm-hmm. it's like it's like it now has different tones in it it's not yeah. just that light childhood not yeah. that childhood is light because that's not a our... bullshit idea <laughs> let's just talk about that but you know we have that sunny idea yeah. of childhood but i feel like it's like not looking for you to be exactly the same but there is that through note right where it's like this is the song of who I am and I have been trying to sink myself into moments Mm -hmm. just really like when I'm somewhere just like breathe in like the scent of where I am or just Mm -hmm. look up and just take in what is surrounding me you know what I mean and and choosing things that just absolutely give you life. Like I have mm-hmm. a group of girls who are my book club who have been my lifesavers. And we get together once a month. <laughs> we yeah. got together on, you know, what do you call it? Face, uh, not FaceTime, yeah. but you know, one at Zoom, Zoom during, yeah. during the pandemic. But it's like, we just have absolutely set aside that time. And this is our time. And those women are there with me through thick and thin. And I'm just like, I'm so thankful that I chose. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. It took a long time to build that. Yes, it yeah. did. It did. I mean, I've been living Some in the community. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, I don't know if that's any no. nugget, yes. but it's just, it's yeah. It's beautiful and good. And I think it's that thing where we are expecting the um, almost like supernova, like, yeah. ooh, or yep. magic or whatever. Yeah. And we bring the magic. Yes. We, you know, wherever we are, we can breathe. 
yes. we can look up, we can, like, I keep, you know, doing my archery workshops, and I'm like, I'm going to choose, I don't really have to choose that hard, but I'm yeah. in that forest three yes. or four times a week. Yes. So, it could become rote. Yes. And instead, I'm like, oh, yep. I yep. love it so much, and then I'm like, to, to the people on the workshop, Okay, this is a mushroom I did not see the other day. Yes. It's amazing. This yeah. forest keeps changing. I love it. And the other day I was walking with three people, yeah. and this is not normal for Portland. Yeah. It's normal where you live. Yeah. But a deer ran right past us. That's so cool. And these people were walking, and they're like, mm, and I'm like, oh, butt. <laughs> you guys, look at its butt. Nobody else is yelling. Yes. Nobody else is Oh, excited. I know. I will choose to get excited. <laughs> I think it's, that's, we have to choose. And it's not like putting something on, but we have to choose to engage in the moment we're in. Yes. Or the moment will pass. Yes. And to let yourself be free in that. Like, because yes. I think so much of our adulthood is tuck it in, make it look presentable, yeah. gloss it over, yeah. you know, present well. Yes. And like, even just being here this week and taking my sister's. Yep, my my little fur nephew for a walk every day. I have literally been goofy walking through the streets, yeah. looking at all the colors and shapes and textures, and I've just been like, <laughs> like yeah. awestruck. And I'm like, you know what? I probably look like a total lunatic right now. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. I I need this. I literally could feel myself filling up, you know. Mm. And one of the big things that. I have it has almost been a mantra for me is I've got time. That's what I yeah. say to myself because I think so much of our our culture is like, oh, be busy, 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 yeah. busy, busy. And I just say to myself, I've got time. Mm-hmm. I've got time. And it gives me that sense of I can sink into this moment. I can be mm-hmm. here now. I don't have to be in my to-do list three yeah. steps down the way and wondering how the timing is going to be that yeah. I'm going to get that. Just It's like I just say to myself, I've got time and it really feels like time does open up for me for those spaces, for that beauty, for the stuff that really gives you life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I always feel like I have to, that's, that's work I'm always doing is like, there is enough time. Yes. There is enough time. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. And to everybody out there, Mm -hmm. remember who you are. Mm hmm. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Yes. Bye.